Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, new expansions open at Toy Story Mania and Soren. Disney World and Universal both see strong increases in attendance. And the new Jungle Book Alive with Magic show debuts at Disney's Animal Kingdom, and we'll have a review. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 886 for the week of May 31st, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hello, everyone. Kathy Whirling. Hi, everybody. Corey Martin. Just happy to be here. And back in the production nook, our associate producer, Oliver Green, on the controls. Hello. Our producer, Craig Williams, texting somebody. Yes, Will Perry. (laughs) (laughs) And our other associate producer, Ryan O'Clavin. Hello. So welcome, everybody. Glad you could be with us. Uh, Hope you all had a great Memorial Day weekend. And now that summer has, I mean, I guess technically we're officially started for everybody. That's usually the kickoff weekend. Yeah. yeah. It's just, officially summer. So it is officially summer. Welcome. A um, couple things that I just want to get through in housekeeping. Uh, next week, we are going to start our month-long coverage on Disneyland. Uh, some of you know we were out, the team was out in Disneyland at the beginning of April. We were getting together a lot of content and... Uh, Last year, we focused on the resorts in Disneyland, and uh, this year, it's on the parks, the attractions, and the dining, as well as the 60th anniversary. So next Monday, uh, a show is going up featuring the 60th anniversary of Disneyland, just kind of talking about what's going on and what you can see and experience before the 60th anniversary ends at the end of September. And to support that, we have a lot of video going up next week. We have... uh, I know we have the uh, all shot in 4K. So this is all 4K uh, videos of Paint the Night, of uh, the fireworks, of World of Color, and a bunch of other stuff. Then the following Monday, I believe that's the 13th, uh, we are focusing on dining at Disneyland. And we have a lot of great content going up that week focusing on dining. The week after that, the 20th, we have uh, our focus is going to be on the attractions of Disneyland. We have some great stuff going up that week. And then the final week, the 27th, is tips from locals and things that you should know from locals and what they do and what they've learned. And uh, we're going to cap the whole thing off with what I'm sure will be an amazing video created by our own Rhino Clavin. Well... (laughs) Why are you sure it'll be amazing? Because you haven't seen it yet and it hasn't been done yet? I have faith in him. (laughs) Because I believe in him. We'll see. (laughs) Anyone that can make his hair defy nature like that can do amazing things. Um, Although there... Oh, i got to turn the brightness down on this. It looks kind of spooky. Although uh, there will be a video going up the week, uh, the third week that we do attractions. um, Where you will see something you will never, ever see again. Rhino's hair move. Yep. 
<laughs> and you will also see, you will also at the same time see Rhino turn green. It is hysterical. I edited this video, and uh, it's really funny. It's really, really funny. Didn't feel real funny when I was doing it. But. This was uh, California Screaming. We got to, we got to um, film uh, on some of these attractions. We were able to film the team with Disney's permission. We were not doing this gorilla. We did it with their permission. And uh, in some cases, it was a Disney person. Like on California Screaming, it was a Disney person actually doing the filming because they wouldn't let us. You know, but uh, so we got, you know, but the problem was, is that we had some camera issues the first two times oh, no. they did the ride. Mm-hmm. So they had to do it a third time. Oh. And so what training. goes up, what goes up that week, the California Screaming video is the third time they did it. Of course, Corey was just happy as could be because it's really Corey. <laughs> it's Corey and Rhino sitting next to each other. And I think uh, Tom and Michael were behind you guys. And so it starts out, and Rhino's smiling and whatever. And by the end of the ride, the hair is all askew, and he's green. So it's just, it's kind of funny. Um, I kept walking him through it, like when we went upside down. It's like you yeah. got you to look through it. You know, you don't 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 look straight. You got to look where the track's going. So of course, as I've mentioned, we're going to be giving away prizes throughout the month. Um, the two big prizes we're going to be giving away: a trip to Disneyland, five days, four nights for a family of four and we're giving away two of those throughout uh, throughout the month so details on that will be available next week we'll talk about it more on next week's show here as well um, so also want to remind everybody to uh, come join us July 22nd through the 26th for the 10th anniversary of the Diz Unplugged Mega Meet happening at Walt Disney World you can get some absolutely phenomenal rates on rooms there are rooms still available uh, and you need to sign up. It's $25. $25 to sign up. That is a donation for Give Kids the World. We are using this to raise money for Give Kids the World. So you're not only coming out to support us and, and show us you love us, but you're coming out to support Give Kids the World as well and have a great time in the process. We're going to be doing all sorts of meets. i got to turn my sound off. Oh, that wasn't me. That was somebody else's computer. That wasn't me. Um, we're going to be doing all sorts of meets in the parks uh, throughout the week, uh, throughout the weekend, um, and some other special events that we're working on. Of course, being capped off on Monday, the twenty-fifth, at the Cirque du Soleil Theater for our tenth anniversary show. So it's going to be awesome. We've already got over almost five hundred people signed up to join us. So uh, come on. Come on and join us. I believe we are going to be cutting off registration. Mm-hmm. June 9th, we have to cut off registration. We need time to make credentials and get some stuff in order. So if you want to sign up, please do it now. Please don't wait. Um, also want to make sure everyone knows that on the Diz Unplugged forum, there is a sticky thread at the top where I am updating it. Every time we get more information, every time something new comes up, that's where everything is going. So if you want to be up to the minute on the event, that's where you should check out. Okay. And we also want to remind everybody about the other shows in the Diz Unplugged network. Every Monday, the Dreams Unlimited Travel podcast. Now, you guys took a week off uh, we did. this past week from Memorial Day, but uh, they are back next Monday. And uh, the shows through, uh, through June, the Dreams Unlimited shows through June, are all about booking Disneyland. So with uh, Debbie from the Block... Right. Deborah Lopez, one of our dreams agents, is going to be joining us right. for those She's shows. one of our Disneyland specialists. She really books a lot of Disneyland, so we thought it would be great to have her come out. And she really walks us through a lot of it. Resorts, 
rooms, packages, um, uh, other things you can add on to a Disneyland vacation. So ours is really focused all about booking a Disneyland vacation. So that's uh, next Monday. Uh, up right now on uh, DizUnplugged.com and iTunes, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged, which is released every Monday. This week's show, uh, Mary Jo has a review of Frozen Live at the Hyperion. And Nancy shares some ways to ensure your tweens and teens enjoy their Disneyland vacation. And uh, based on what I've heard from Mary Jo, uh, she gave the, uh, the new show out there a very high mark. She said it was. She said it was wonderful. So, which is more than what people are saying about our new show at Animal Kingdom. But we'll get to that. We'll I think it's more be, than. Oh, sorry. It's more than what a lot of people are saying yeah, about the Frozen right. show. Oh, really? It's, yeah, it is not liked for a variety of reasons. Whether it's the fact that they don't really have a, a real set, that it's mostly projection screens onto the backdrop, or it's. The uh, choice to go with a black Kristoff instead of a uh, character that more closely matches him in the movie. There's a lot of criticism okay. going on that show. Oh, think, we'll, we'll leave that for the Disneyland team. I think I'm going to be on that show this week, too, maybe. I believe that was a plan for to celebrate the 60th anniversaries that I will be doing the show oh, right. with them this month. So next Monday. Yeah, I guess. Whenever he tells me that's when I'm going to do it. So, so I look forward to it. Cool. Cool. Uh, also, every Thursday, DizUnplugged.com, the universal edition of the Disunplug with Craig Williams, Rhino Clavin, and Oliver Green. And this week, Craig, you're going to be talking about your top tips for visiting Universal. Can you give us a preview of what one of your tips are? Well, that would be ruining the show for everyone. <laughs> no, it's a teaser. <laughs> okay, here's a, here's a teaser he that them. everyone knows. You can make the most out of your day by uh, staying on site and getting early access to uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter one hour early. Ooh, let me write that down. <laughs> mind is blown yeah. right now. This list. My mind is blown. <laughs> and if you want the good stuff, <laughs> gotta wait. So that's... Uh... <laughs> that was so creepy. I can't tell you how creepy that was. Thank you. And uh, all in in a playground. So that's Thursday, <laughs> You can also subscribe to these shows on iTunes. And finally, the newest addition to the Diz Unplugged family, Diz Pop, with Rhino Clavin and Oliver Green um, every Friday ish. Yeah, ish. Um, <laughs> I give them two episodes a week. I don't feel bad about the ish. So, uh,. Rhino, what are you talking about this week? Well, this week we've got a lot going on. We just covered Megacon all weekend, so we've got some fun video and stuff to go over that. Some uh, big comic book releases this week with Civil War Two that I'm going to go to the Midnight Party and get review. And um, what is Civil War Two? Is this? It's know, Marvel's hoping um, hoping that the country divides again. Yes, it is the uh, presidential election of 2016, but it is um, Marvel celebrating the 10-year anniversary of the original Civil War event in their comic book series, which was what just inspired the Captain America movie. So okay. this is like part two, new situation divided again. So it's a it's a it's a it's a pretty big deal, and uh, I guess our local comic store is having a midnight thing. So I figured I'd go grab some, and we could do a review. And uh, maybe if I can find Ecto Cooler by that point, we'll do some sort of fun drink with that too. But I, I'm having. I'm what having is Ecto Cooler? What is Ecto Cooler? Pete, you have not <laughs> lived. It is the Ghostbusters themed high C drink that w- existed in, from like the 80s to the late 90s and then slowly mm. disappeared. It's got this weird. Cult if you calling. can find it, I wouldn't drink it. 
Uh, no, they just no, they re-released it for the new oh. movie, but it's coming out in very slow waves. <laughs> Here are some 20-year-old yeah. <laughs> It's been in a can for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for those people... It's like Zima. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You might get the Zima virus. <laughs> um, and for those people who may not be familiar with this pop, why don't you just kind of give a little overview of what the show is about? Well, it is our... Because I'm still um, not sure. Yeah, I, you know, I don't, don't even know either from which week. No, it is our guide. Uh, it's all branched out of the idea of like Disney's reach beyond the theme parks, like how you bring your fandom home with you, whether that's um, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, Universal Properties, whatever. That's what, that's our kickoff point, and we're just going to kind of see how people react to that and go from there. So we kind of cover pretty much anything. We do movie reviews. I do movie reviews with Craig as an audio-only show on iTunes. I'll do some arts and crafts projects with drinks and stuff like that. And then... Um, comic books, video yeah, games. Yeah, comic books, video games. Really, you name it. If, if you want to see it, at Dizpop Show on Twitter, I will... I am I'm not sure when, but at some point, we're going to start doing some reviews of uh, retro Disney games. We actually went and picked some up yep. last week and probably going to go up there again today and yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a fun one to build, too. So I, I like these projects that we can do and like make an episode weeks down the road that we can just build this like event out of. So it's a, it's, an, it's a show that's very different from all the shows we have. I don't know if that's a good thing yet, but we are going to find out. Well, so, so far, like people it. are loving it. I mean, it's getting great reviews. So well, I appreciate know. it. All right. That is all I have for housekeeping. Anything else? I just want to say hi to Steve Porter. He's actually watching right now. Oh, is he? Hey, Steve. Oh, Steve. Said hey, hi to him in a while. <laughs> I just wanted to do a shout out to Katie. Today's the 14 years ago she started on the college program, and here she is still working for Disney. Here she's wow. still in college. Yes. <laughs> 14 <laughs> years later. It took her a while, but she finally finished. But wow, 14 years. That's, you know. That's great. That's great. Congratulations, Katie. Anything else? All right, then we'll toss it over to Johnny with the news. All right, here we go. Soren and Toy Story. Sto- Toy- <laughs> there we go. <laughs> three, two, one. Three, two, one. Soren and Toy Story Mania debut new expansions. Both Soren at Epcot and Toy Story Mania at Disney's Hollywood Studios opened their newly expanded versions this weekend. Soren reopened on Friday, May 27th, after being closed since January. The attraction is set to introduce a new film. Soaring Around the World on June 17th, but reopened on Friday to give guests a chance to see the original film for a little while longer. The upgrades to the attraction are complete, including a third theater to help with wait times and a new digital projection system. Reports of the new IMAX laser projection system were positive. The standby line stretched from the front of the pavilion all the way to the attraction and stayed at around a three-hour wait all day. Toy Story Mania has just debuted a brand new third track. This track is located in what was previously known as Soundstage 1 next to the attraction. Guests do not have to utilize a staircase now uh, over the attraction, and the cars will load and unload in the sa- on the same side. The new loading areas seem like themed like Andy's bedroom, just like the originals. The addition of the extra track is already helping reduce wait times. Well, at three hours, it doesn't sound like a third screen is helping with soaring at all uh yeah i mean it certainly doesn't from what i understand although the the third screen is open theater two is still down so it's, they're back to only having two screens it's oh. theater a because as you walk up now they have the 
theaters labeled. It's A, C, and then B over here. A is closed while they rehab that one. But we did C last night with the new projector. Um, it was sharper. There was none of the little goobers on the screen anymore. Um, the smells were more intense, but I'm sure that's because they had just filled them. Refilled them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the sign outside said 90 minutes, and people in front of us in line said it only took them 30. So oh, okay. I don't know if they're, you know, putting higher wait times to scare some people away, or. I've noticed know. that at a lot of things with Disney lately. Yeah, uh, so very I. much at uh, actually at Animal Kingdom for a lot of the nighttime activities that they had that we'll talk about a little bit later on, but they haven't been really on the mark with guessing their wait times right now and they oh and the other important soren news is they they moved the ladies restroom from where both restrooms used to be over on the left they've now moved the ladies over to the right like almost behind the check-in desk or if you want to do the behind the seeds tour Mm -hmm. and they also put in an extra elevator so now there's two elevators to to take people downstairs so that was a is the mechanism inside exactly the same in the new theater? Mm-hmm. Looks exactly the same. Yeah, it's just they went with a new projection system, mm-hmm. and um, because the the new soaring around the world or soaring over the world is uh, September seventeenth, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, June seventeenth. June seventeenth. Yeah, yeah. June. What am I saying? Yeah. September. I already have my fast passes for the for the new show. Very excited about it, but I, I need to get over and see the old one one more time before Yeah, that's it. what we did. I mean, I've seen it how many times? But we were next to people who had never done it before. And the thing that always amazes me about that ride is every time I've ever been on it, people still clap at the end when they come down to the floor, like that they thought it was a big deal. It's like, how many years has it been there? Like yeah. 10? At least. And people still get excited and these people are like oh my goodness and at first they're, they're like oh we're not going to go up in the air and i'm like oh geez wonder what they <laughs> thought when they did go up in the air but it's still fun to go see was the uh, queue drastically changed at all did they add any new interactive elements or anything like that the screens are still the thing i kept saying to katie last night as we were in the fast pass line and as you come up the ramp now you used to at least in my mind, I, I remembered you could look over and see the other queue. You can't see that. They put a bigger wall and they actually moved the, you know, where the cast member separates you into the theaters. Mm-hmm. That's up closer to the theaters now. So they did a little oh. bit of change, but nothing's on the screens yet. I'm sure they're waiting until the June with yeah. the new show. That makes sense. I don't think we've seen the last of the old show because it's so easy to essentially just change out the film and just flip a switch. I think for special occasions, they'll just put it in there. Like Captain EO. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I think that's what they're going to do because um, the old system, not to bore everyone, but the old system was like a celluloid, an actual film that they projected mm-hmm. on there. And I'm assuming this new one, this 4K one, is digital, which means mm-hmm. they would have had to actually pay to and go to the effort of converting that celluloid to a digital right. film. So I think they're actually going to plan on well, switching in and out every yeah. now and again. This is this new one is digital. That's why Disneyland redid their whole digital conversion a year or so ago. Um, and so that's why theirs runs up until the day before, and then they literally just need one day to flip the switch over to switch to the new movie. So now it is at the point where it's just plug in whatever hard drive the movie's on, and they're able to go from there. They could... 
they could show first-run Disney movies on there, and you could fly to those for two hours straight. And we were when we were in the queue, you know how they, they show you the different cities? And they said, Soarin' over California. Now, I don't ever remember them saying Soarin' over California. It just said Well, Soarin'. out there. Right. Out there it says that. Yeah. But I've never heard them say that here. No. So they must have taken, you know, the, the pre-show for that theater for the next couple of weeks. It's right. going to say Soarin' over California. All right. All right. Our second news story. Walt Disney World and Universal Orlando both saw increase in 2015 attendance. Walt, Di- Walt Disney World's park beat out the other Central Florida theme parks for the most attendance in 2015. Magic Kingdom was number one up 6% from 2014 with two with 20.4 million visitors. According to the Orlando Sentinel, Epcot, Disney's Animal Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios visitation increased 3, 5, and 5% respectively. Epcot saw 11.6 million guests, Animal Kingdom had 10.9 million, and Hollywood Studios had 10.8 million guests. Uh, Universal Studios of Universal Studios Florida came in close behind with 9.6 million visitors, a number that's up 16 percent wow. over 2014. That's and impressive. that's the import. That's the, right. that. That's the lead here. Right. That's the. I'll let you finish. Universal's other park, Islands of Adventure, saw an eight percent increase, up to eight point eight million. SeaWorld Orlando was about half that at four point eight million, but did see a two percent increase. According to the report, SeaWorld in San Diego actually declined to seven percent, the only top twenty theme park in the U.S. to see a decline in attendance. Yeah, um, the 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 lead out of that story is Universal Studios Florida increased their attendance by 16%. That is ridiculous. That's an incredible number. I was stunned when I saw that. Um, you know, we're talking about a theme park that, and this isn't their first, well, this is the first, uh, reports the first full year uh-huh. with uh, Diagon Alley, correct? Yeah. Um, am I right on that? Yeah, okay. it opened in... Uh June, July 2014. 2014. So so you're seeing the results of one full year now um, with uh, Diagon Alley open. And that's the impact. Um, That's that's massive. Plus, I understand, I forgot exactly what the numbers were, but uh, Disney's market share dropped again. And Universal's market share increased by the same amount. Um, So... You know, now we'll see what happens again when Avatar Land opens, when Star Wars Land opens. Um, but now it looks like Universal is getting ready to announce uh, anytime now, in the next few months. I think they'll be announcing their their third gate um, because there's already stuff coming out that they're zoning. They're trying to zone that land on iDrive for a theme park, and so. It just gets more and more interesting. But 16% increase to Universal is massive. Um, I'm even surprised that SeaWorld saw a 2% increase, given the reports that we've been getting. But And it doesn't surprise me that SeaWorld San Diego is down 7% because all the tree-hugging hippies in California aren't going there anymore. Um, now that it's not in vogue, they're not, taking, they're not driving their Priuses to, to SeaWorld. Um, but... Um, What's that? Pete at. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. 
Um, so, but that's, um, you know, generally speaking, good news for tourism in Orlando with the numbers up like that, but extraordinarily good news. Uh, Universal's two theme parks saw more increase than anything else, than any other parks you know, in Orlando. It's, it's poised to do better than a single Disney theme park now. Mm-hmm. Next year, it could be bigger than the studios or bigger than Animal Kingdom. I think I think it's very possible that I don't know if it's likely, but it's possible next year's report could show uh, Universal Studios Florida beating Hollywood Studios. Yeah, um, it's there's a very good chance. I mean, the the one thing that could impact it is that Universal's been pretty good about balancing out how they're adding to their parks. So. Uh, while Universal Studios really floored ahead for 2015, 2016 might also favor Islands of Adventure a little bit more with uh, the refurb of Hulk and then Kong opening up in just a couple weeks from now. So it could already go to start pushing IOA up a little bit higher. And then once 2017 hits and you have Jimmy Fallon, Fast and the Furious, and whatever the heck else they have opening up because they're up to two or three things a year actually debuting uh it's just each park is just getting their own love year after year so it's very interesting and disney's going to try and neutralize that growth in one move with star wars oh i thought you meant the jungle book alive with magic (laughs) (laughs) yes Yes. they're in trouble then um so yeah i'm very interested because I've, i've been hearing the reports from these guys about what they thought of it so because um, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, very excited to hear your review. Uh, but okay. All right, our third and final news story. Disney's cafeteria workers fight to join union. Walt Disney World's cafeteria workers say that they want to join a union. 75% of these employees have signed cards stating that they want the Unite Here union to represent them. Unite Here currently represents 23,000 of the re- of the resort's 74,000 employees, but the 350 cafeteria workers are actually contracted contracted by Sodexo, a French company. These cafeteria workers are the ones who work backstage, serving meals to the park's cast members while on duty. The workers say their lack of representation leads to quote erratic scheduling, short notice relocation and retaliatory action if they complain about their situation. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I got nothing. <laughs> I, here's, here's what's going to happen. They're gonna, if they do get the union, nothing's going to change for them. I worked for Disney for eight years, and that union is a terrible union. And I'm, I'm sorry if I offend anybody who works in it or cares about it, but I watched repeatedly as people who should have been let go from the company never were, and the people who shouldn't have been were. It's, it's just all about... It's it's just a pretend way that Disney gets people to acquiesce to the way they treat. Well, them. it's a it, it, you know t- historically has been a weak union in terms of negotiating with oh, Disney. I will I'll tell you that in a heart because a couple of years I was there for two or three union contracts and every year I watched as more and more benefits disappeared and the one that got me the most was the year they decided that they were going to decrease the amount. Everyone gets a flat raise there. It's just a percentage. And it was like 4% when I started. And then the year they tried to lower it to 3 um, they were saying they were increasing the amount that was going to come out of health insurance. And all I could think is, like, why did none of the union people just sit down with people and do the math and let them know that in three years' time or four years' time with that union, the way they had set up the negotiation was you would be making 17 cents less on the dollar in three years. So essentially you're saying, I don't want to raise anymore. Just take my money away from me. And 
I just watched as it happened, and then Disney said, well, if everyone signs this, everyone gets a $500 bonus. So, of course, everyone wanted the money here and now, and nobody right. wanted to do math. And that's my thing with that union. They don't do math. And so it's not helping anybody, and I'm sorry for those people that have it terrible, but maybe start looking for a job somewhere else because there are subways other places that aren't backstage at Hollywood Studios. Well, you're also talking about people who are contracted by a third party. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to... They would have to unionize that third party contractor, you know, unless they decide to just get rid of them completely and hire internally. Well, here's the thing you need to... I'll throw this out there. I'm not going to mention any names whatsoever because this was told to me on the QT. Um, I actually got to be careful about what I say because I don't want to give anyone away here. Um, I will say this. Anecdotally, I have heard from very reliable places that the union leadership of Unite Here and the people responsible for negotiating with the union on Disney's side are very close. I'm not surprised. They're very close. And there is a there is a relationship there. And so does that factor into this? I wouldn't be surprised. I would not at all be surprised that, you know, Disney keeps that relationship chummy. And as a result, the guys who are negotiating the contracts for the union. Oh, they do the math. They do the math. Yeah. And it's not that they're not doing the math. It's the membership isn't. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And so, but, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. That's all. It just seems like a, a moot point, you know? Yeah. All right. That'll, first protective, yeah. a moot point. <laughs> That'll do it for the news. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you, John. We'll move on to rapid fire. And, John, what do you have for us All today? All right. For those of you who are interested in traveling with the Diz or Dreams Unlimited Travel, I have updated our list of upcoming trips on the Diz Unplugged board. Um, it's just titled Official Diz Podcast Trips, and I updated as of May 30th. And it's a running list of what we have going on and where we're going and what the status of each of those trips are and how you can contact folks or book it. So I want to make sure people are up to date on that and can you know see what we have going on. Because we're often asked, when are you guys going away again? Where are you going? I want to travel with you. So here's your best way to see our full list. All right. Thank you, John. You're welcome. Kevin. Speaking of that, uh, we are taking interest emails for people who are interested in doing the Backstage Magic July 9th through the 14th, 2017. Uh, this is the one that bumps up against D23. So if you were interested in doing that right now, there is no connection between the Backstage Magic and D23. I'm still working on that. But the pricing for the Backstage Magic is $3,029 per person based on double occupancy. Children are $28.79 and single travelers are $42.41. So... If you're interested, let me know. Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel. Awesome. Thank you, Kevin. Oh, we still have room on our Italy trip. That I'm August going on. 26th through September 2nd. And folks, I'm going to tell you something. The airfares right now going to Europe are fantastic. Fantastic. Best I've seen in a very, very long time. So the, the price I got my airfare for, I was stunned. Because I, I, I expected it to be double. And this, I've been hearing this from a lot of people that 
fares to Europe are really good this summer. So uh, this is a great time. If the airfare is the thing that's holding you back, go check it out. There's some great deals out there. Keep in mind that if you're interested in booking at this point, we have passed the point where final payment is due. So if you'd like to book, full pay, uh, payment in full will be due at the time of booking. Because we're within, I think we're 86 days away. 85 wow. days. Cool. Very excited. It's going to be a great trip. Very excited. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Lady Whirling. Okay. Uh, started the other day. If you want to go to one of the water parks now, they've um, changed their transportation. You need to, if you're going to Typhoon Lagoon, you need to take a bus to Disney Springs. And after 1 o'clock, guests may need to transfer to a dif- different bus at Disney Springs. So I'm not sure how they're going to do it because the keyword in there was May. And, you know, if you take your bus to Disney Springs, is there going to be another one that's marked Typhoon Lagoon? Or is it as it leaves Disney Springs, does it take you to Typhoon Lagoon? And if you're going to Blizzard Beach, you need to take a bus to Animal Kingdom and then transfer to a new bus there. That's crazy. Just keep an eye on the buses. That sounds comfortable in your wet bathing suit. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Bus transfer. At least they're not making you walk across the street. Yeah. That would be bad. <laughs> Can I go back just one second? No. Any add to mine? <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, just want to go back and touch on the fact that we have the Alaska cruise that we talked about last week. This is not a podcast cruise, but there's a bunch of us who have decided to go back to Alaska. It's August 28th through seven days. Um, I don't know what the last day is. I think it's the end of July okay. through... No, Did I say August? Ju- July 28th. July 28th through August 4th, 2017 on Royal Caribbean's Explorer of the Seas. And Tracy Heinrichs is waiting for your email. She's <laughs> sitting at her phone right now in her computer. T-R-A-C-E-H at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com if you'd like to join us. You left out a Y. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Because you like her. Just give out her phone number. It's easier that way. Because you like her. Her home address. Oh, no, she's in Canada. T-R-A-C-E-Y-H. At Dreams Unlimited Travel. Oh, never mind. Don't if we want to give her a phone number, it's got like Zeds in there and, <laughs> and loonies. Pictures of mo- moose and meese and meese. Moose. Or meese. Uh. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Corey Patrick. Okay. In honor of the upcoming Disney Pixar animated feature, Finding Dory, Disney Parks will celebrate Speak Like a Whale Day on June 11, 2016. While supplies last, Disneyland Resort, Walt Disney World, and Disney Cruise Line guests will receive a free button to celebrate the day. Both Disney Springs and Walt Disney World and Downtown Disney and Disneyland will get into the action with a live DJ, games, prizes, and activities, including a chance to attend Whale Speak University, where guests get to learn how to speak like a whale, um, give the language a try. Experts from Walt Disney World's animal, science, and environment team will help guests find Dory and her friends in the 5.7 million gallon aquarium at the seas with Nemo and friends in Epcot. Guests also get to check out uh, recently updated Turtle Talk with Crush at California Adventure and Epcot to meet some of the new characters from Finding Dory, including Destiny the Whale Shark, Bailey the Beluga Whale, and Hank the Sep- Septopus. Yeah, so speak like a whale day. Mm. Ooh, I, I should have read it all in whale. Do it now. Give us a give us a preview. I'm just happy to be here. This is why we, this is why we need a clock on the wall. 
Okay, I'm, I, le- I'm leaving. <laughs> I do have another rapid fire. I wanna, oh, thank God. Oh, great. I want to suggest that anybody coming to Walt Disney World that wants to do anything different uh, that's not the beach or shopping, outlets and stuff like that, um, check out Wakaiba Springs. It's it's an opportunity to see natural Florida. Uh, you can kayak and paddleboard over there, swim. It's just a really cool thing to see natural Florida. And it's completely out of the tourist corridor. It's, yeah. a, it's about an hour away from Walt Disney World. Just do a Google search for Wakaiba Springs. It's a lot of fun. We went there for uh, Memorial Day weekend and... Did you, we had a, the natural, did we, you jump in the pool that's there? Of course we did. Yeah. We, we kayaked, and you will see alligators and stuff, and you'll see wild that's animals. That's when I stopped going. Stay out of the damn lake. Uh, it's not a lake. It's, it's a river. river. It's, it's a river. We're going to convert those outlet shoppers, can you tell? <laughs> yeah. Oh, never mind the outlet But it's, it's, really, it's really something else to see. You know, it's natural Florida, and it's not... You know, it's not theme parks, and it's pretty, it's pretty inexpensive. It's fun for couples and there families. Are in Wakaiva Springs, they can kill you. Yeah, but well. stay in your kayak, stay on your paddleboard, and also look at what time of year you're coming. Because like Memorial Day mating weekend, season. it what season? alligator mating season? Well, no, it's, <laughs> it will close down if it gets too busy. Um, so during the summer months, it closes down quite a bit because uh, of overcrowding. They don't want too many people peeing in the springs at the same time. Yeah. So. Uh, don't be mindful of that. Don't piss on the manatees. <laughs> That'll be my new tagline. Also, look at Blue Spring State Park. It's yeah. a, it's a little bit uh, further from Wakaiba, but Wakaiba is in like our backyard. That's why we get so many animals in our um, on our property. But bears it, and such. Oh yeah, yeah. More killing things. <laughs> more things that will kill you in Florida. But it's a lot of fun if you're looking for something outside of the theme parks to do. If you're interested in swimming with the manatees, you can actually do that in Blue Spring State Park. However, you have to do that pretty much during the winter months. The manatees are aren't really in the springs right now because the water is warm elsewhere. They're there usually from October until the beginning of April. But that's also where that lady got her arm. Good God. (laughs) But not by a manatee. No. No. (laughs) Unless it was killer zombie manatee. (laughs) The walking manatee. Manatees are pretty harmless. Yeah. They're cool to go see. All right. Thank you, Corey. Lady Green. That's me. I thought it was um, Fairy Poppins. Well, Fairy Poppins. There we go. Don't mix them up. Don't give me too many names. I get confused. I'll call you whatever I want. It, oh, it's just like school again. Um, <laughs> my, my rapid fire isn't uh, nearly as interesting as Talk Like a Whale or any of these national parks. But um, the over at Be I Guess, the restaurant in Magic Kingdom, that was the a very bitchy. Very, hmm? Yes, <laughs> I think bitchy. Sorry, I think it's that just was yeah. a little defeatist. <laughs> also, he threw a little shade there. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I think shade. it's the whole thing that they've lost, and he's still defeated. Yeah. I, I've, I've already discussed this. We seen which direction it was going, and we gave it back. Um, oh. I've lost where I was going. <laughs> be our guest restaurant. I do. Yeah, okay. I was. I was trying to get to it. Um, be our guest restaurant. The very popular restaurant in Magic Kingdom. Uh, in the evening, it's table service. In the um, afternoon and morning, it's quick service. The restaurant is fully open for quick service, but they used to uh, only open half of one of the rooms um, in the evening for table service. That's now changing. That room is going to be open so the restaurant can see everyone at full capacity. They're running it as a test. So they've it's opened another track. They've <laughs> <laughs> well, the point is it's very hard to get a um, reservation there, So, but they're doing this as a test right now. So if you thought if you were looking for a reservation and you couldn't get one, it's worth checking because there might now be a seat for you at Be Our Guest. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Possibly. All right. Thank you, Oliver. He's right. It wasn't as interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank you for thank you, thank you for that. Thanks so much. Craig. Uh, STK is now open for lunch Sweet. instead of just dinner. Yeah. So, you. tread lightly with their drinks. 
tread very lightly. Yeah, you said you were disappointed with that event. Um, well, uh, there were two other gentlemen there with me. I think I was just disappointed as in, like, they didn't give us any food. Um, they, which uh, that doesn't make any sense. If you're, if you're previewing a restaurant to media... I think they just underestimated. The, I the, didn't Morimoto do the same thing though? Wasn't no, it? Was, there there were people coming around with food a lot. Like it, like people were swarming yeah, on the food yeah. there, and and I found a good way around it to get the food. Like when Bribe they the waiter, I would tell the waiter like I need a photo of it, and so I would take oh. a picture of the food and then grab a couple. <laughs> yeah, but you know nobody else thought of that. So he swarmed with glass. Sliders. He swarmed with glass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I. I I don't know. I don't even know what the restaurant looks like, to be honest with you, because there's no table set up anywhere or anything like that. So it's kind of a weird. I think it was just a party, like a hey, we're we went open. to cover. Good work, everybody. We're about to open. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like a, it was impossible to cover. Yeah. It. So it's a very expensive menu. They do have some uh, cheaper options on the lunch menu with sandwiches and stuff. So anyone who thought it might be out of their price range, uh, lunch might be the time for you to go if you still want like a fillet or. Uh, giant porterhouse or anything that's still going to cost you 60 bucks for the steak but but i mean up might on open the roof the it looks great you're when I mean, you can look out at disney springs the way you can up there it looks you know that was a great view i don't know it we sounded actually, very have a weird taste well. left in my mouth from that we actually went to deluxe burger i like mm-hmm. deluxe did you burger enjoy it i tell you for the price we thought they were great there burgers. were seven yes. people ahead of us mm-hmm. really yeah, nobody we walked ahead in. of us oh wow and kevin enjoyed the bourbon milkshake oh did you get it with bourbon in it he did well Yes, one of our party did, and I had, I might have had a little bit of it. Half, you might have had half. We also had poutine. Yes, we stopped and got poutine. What'd you think of that? I I bought a regular poutine and yeah. I bought a French poutine. What the French ones, the mushrooms, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I paid ten dollars for a bucket of French fries, like a dollar size bucket of French fries. I thought they were good, but every once in a while you hit that price point. I got a, two French fries. A Diet Coke and a water, and it was $26. Wow. Yeah, we and agreed I, it's not worth it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It reminds me of you. You remember going out in New Jersey and you would go to a diner? Mm-hmm. You would get disco fries. That's mm-hmm. what they are disco fries with cheese curds or mushrooms on them. You but just it's, offended it's $10. The of Canada. <laughs> I, I'm oh, sorry. Excuse me, it's not prepared for I mean, if it was $3, then they, yeah, they were really good. At $10, I, I figured it out. It's just. Under a buck a French fry. Yeah, and they also don't put enough uh, curds in it. They're yeah, very light. Yeah, I mean they were a little there. stingy. And the gravy and is canned gravy. The young lady that Ooh, acted, the young lady that was there, was really acted good. like she was, was the it? hostess yeah. at Bow and Bear. That she was, she was, she was working at a fine restaurant, and she was a little over the top. And I thought, you're handing out French fries. At she a was the <laughs> keeper of the poutine. Apparently, she was the poutine <laughs> princess. I don't know. Poutine and we ordered, um, and then we went in Amarette, the bakery. Yeah, that place is ridiculous. I got six macaroon, French macaroon, and I got John a cup of coffee, and I asked for a large, and it was three ounces. It was like that that macadamia. Nut it was this big, can. this big, and I said to them, "That's a large." Yes, that's a large. It was um, five dollars for wow. this much coffee. And I thought, and you think Starbucks is expensive? For six macaroon and a coffee, it was $16. Wow. So we had french fries and a cookie. <laughs> it cost me $43. 
you know, I'm willing to spend a lot on certain things. I think French fries and a cookie and a couple sips of coffee, that's a lot. I yeah. thought it was a lot. I could pay for that garage somehow. Emirates is a bit pricey, but if you try some of their more signature uh, things in there, not just the macaroons, it was actually really excellent. The, oh, these were Lenio good. Sun- yeah, Tokyo Sunrise thing. They were good, yeah. except for one thing. They were $16 <laughs> yeah, for six and like, cookies and a sip of coffee. Yeah, they're, they're signature pastries. They're all $8 each. They're on the pricier side, but we kind of agreed that after like a nice... Uh, a nice date night or something uh, special. Uh, not just every night. day at Disney Springs. It would yes, be and worth it. Yes, their tables but. for Amaret are in an alley. Oh, yeah. Just before the garbage. Yeah. So it, great it's a great date night location. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were also kind of there, and I was. you guys had said this, and I had listened. You're right. There's not enough places to sit. And the other thing is, it's a, it looks like factory outlets now. Yeah. But mm-hmm. expensive factory outlets. It's nothing Disney about it. And at least, I know at Disneyland's downtown Disney, there's a couple of, you know, Disney, there's the Wonderland Gallery, there's a couple of things that are Disney-fied. I don't know if those aren't open yet, but I'm sorry, you can find everything but water and um, Tommy Bahama and Johnston and Murphy. You can find those at much better prices four miles away. Yeah. It is convenient, though, to have that on property to go. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you don't have a car, you're able to take a bus there. Um, some stores do. I went there with Julie, and we, she made me pop in a lot of the stores. Um, so, like, like, Kate Spade, for example, they have exclusive merchandise, Disney merchandise, for that store. So, there are some stores that have exclusive, but I agree with you the way it looks. It does look like the, uh, the outlets. And for what you're saving, if you don't have a car, you can grab a cab to the premium outlets. And buy this stuff for sixty percent off. So I I don't they have to do something to make this a more special place. Otherwise it's gonna get the reputation as just being an overpriced mall. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I guess Craig. Um Rhino. So I got a little Zootopia update here because I love that movie. And apparently it just became the second highest grossing original movie of all time. Um, it just kind of like slipped under the radar. Now that's an original property, so it's not part of a franchise. Original story. The number one is Avatar, even though I would debate that that's not very original. But um, I thought they said Titanic was supposed to be the number one original. No, is this is? I don't think so. The thing I read said it was only Avatar was the only thing above it. Okay, but I I could be wrong. But anyway, I, I just think it's crazy that this movie has kind of snuck in here. This beat out like Star Wars and stuff. Well, well, that's Star part Wars, of a franchise. That's a franchise. Uh, yeah, so this because this isn't franchise-based yet, and this is an original property, it's made more than... So, so how much is it made? Um, it's almost a billion now, um, because it just opened... Well, it's going to become a franchise. Oh, no, there's no doubt. Well, my thing that I don't understand, and I've had this debate, uh, this discussion with people, not debate, but is it's now made more money than Frozen, and it yet has no presence anywhere in any di- in the parks whatsoever other than California Adventure. Because it doesn't have a Dina Menzel. Hmm. Frozen has staying power. I wouldn't necessarily say Zootopia has the same amount of staying power as uh, Frozen. So I think that's possibly why that decision's been made. That's just an observation, though. There is no song. There's a Shakira song. Oh, there is, but it's not a musical, you know? It's not. (laughs) There's a difference. Musicals are catchy, and (laughs) yeah, that's. Yeah. Shakira's All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Rhino, for that. Um, Let's uh, let's talk about Jungle Book, Um, the new nighttime show. That was thrown together, I mean, debuted uh, this weekend, uh, mainly because 
they couldn't get their act together for Rivers of Light to open it on time. Yeah, this is basically called Not Rivers of Light. It is Isn't Not it? Rivers of Light. Not Rivers of um, Light. And our own Craig Williams and Kathy Whirling were on hand to experience the wonder and majesty of this new show <laughs> and have their report. So I'll throw it over to you guys. Well, before I let Kathy speak, I'll just say that after the show was over on the second night that I saw it, uh, I went to a photo pass photographer to get my picture taken with Kylie, and I I told them how I, what I truly thought about the show and that I thought it was awful, and they said, well, at least nothing sank. So we do have the complete confirmation that the barges were singing, sinking uh, for Rivers oh of Light. Oh, my so, God. Wow. Well, it, wow. So that's going to be the tagline right. for this show. Sank. You know, Jungle Book, at least nothing sinks. Um, so that's, that's, that's high praise in, indeed. So, all right. Well, but tell me what you thought of it. I, although I really need to ask. So I'll let Kathy butter it up first, and then I'll drive it home. No, I had a... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I saw it two nights. I saw it the first night. I didn't have a fast pass, so I had to watch it from the bridge. So that was terrible. I I left about 15 minutes into the 25-minute show because you couldn't hear anything. And what I could see through the um, the bridge, it just, you know... Um, Expedition Everest was running behind, so all you heard was, ah! You know how Disney wants to immerse you into the story? Well, that wasn't working because people were screaming behind us. Um, The second night I saw it, I had a seat down front. Um, First off, you know... I don't know. I when I came out of the show, rendered her speechless. <laughs> I had a hard time because everybody goes, "Oh, so what did you think?" I says, "You know, I need to go home and I need to think about this because you know me. Pretty much anything that Disney does, I come out of there going, that was wonderful." And I came out of this show, and I was at a. If loss you leave a show where you say, "Okay, I need time to process," yeah, right, something's up. It's either David yeah. Mamet or it sucks. Yeah, it was. It's like, come on, Disney. I kept every minute. I kept waiting for the like. Okay, this is where it's going to get really good. This is where it's going to grab me, and it never did. It, it was just you know. And then I had the thought because you know I don't watch. I haven't seen a lot of the Disney movies, and I hadn't seen the Jungle Book. And I thought, well, maybe I finally got into an event where I needed to see the Jungle Book to understand the show. And. There was nothing in the show. I mean, I liked the songs that they did, and I thought the performers did an awesome job. Were these the songs from the movie? Yes, from there was the a couple. animated movie or the new movie? Uh, yes and no. So the anime, the new movie, they had kind of redone versions of the songs from. I want to be cartoon. like you. So it was yeah. I want to be like you. Bare necessities and trust in me. Every Disney fan should have heard all of those at yeah. one point in time in their life. Okay. Yeah. So I said, you know, that was nice. But it was like there was nothing, like they were up there dancing their hearts out. But it's like, for what? If there was a story to it, I didn't get what it was. And they had, you know, they had the three barges. And where we sat in the fast pass area, you were never like straight on. Like nobody had like a really good seat to see what was going on. And so you had three up by the water and then you had the one like behind it. And it wasn't until pretty much near the end of the show that I realized 
that the person who was singing was actually on that one barge out there. Mm. I didn't yeah. know that. So, so, are there animals in the show? Oh, uh, of course not. Um, this show, <laughs> Disney should be absolutely embarrassed that they're even mm-hmm. running this show. I think they'd be better off not showing anything and wait to really perfect Rivers of Light than put on this. Um, mm-hmm. It the performers are fantastic. They the ones who are dancing are. They're giving it their all. They're they're yes. you know they're earning their paycheck. The they blend uh, some music with live music all together. So the the musicians are really talented, and the singers are also fantastic. Once you realize that they are singing, because you know you're sitting, you're sitting. I would argue about a hundred fifty, two hundred fifty feet away from them. So they're yeah. far enough away that you can't even see their mouths moving. The only reason I knew they were live singers was because the one guy that hosted our Villains Unleashed party, he was singing "I Want to Be Like You." Wow! So as soon he's, as I heard what voice, an amazing yeah. voice that yeah, man yeah, has. As soon as I heard it, I was like, okay, that's he's here. So then I had to figure out where they were, and then I saw it. There is this show is not built for this seating, so. You either have like the choice of having a really good seat to see the projection screens, or you're sitting right in front of dancers watching. And the projection screens are by far the worst offender of everything. Yes. They just flat out don't work. They're trying to do use two screens in the back to connect together to fa- water fountains, but there's not enough water pressure or there's too much wind. So in all the press release photos, you know, it looks like it comes together and makes this glorious screen. But in real life, when you're there, they're missing the entire center. So anytime mm-hmm. they have all the characters, like on the projection screens doing their, uh, with the clips from the movies, you know, they're based on being in the center there, but because the streams aren't coming together, you can't see anything. It's just this giant void of space in the middle. Um, as Kathy said, it's it, it tried to follow the story of the movie, but there's also not all types of Indian dancing throughout the Jungle Book. So that just flat out made no sense. Um, and even then, it seemed like the ideas that they had, uh, it seems like they knew what they wanted to do with the last half of the show. They had this really great fire uh part where uh, all the these fire performers come out on the Disneyland Fantasmic barges because they're not doing anything with them for a year, so they ship them all the way across the country specifically for this show. Are you being serious? That's 100%, yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. They, instead of just building barges that wouldn't sink, we had to take <laughs> Disneyland's uh, Fantasmic barges because they're not using them. Uh, so yeah, they they had ideas where with the show where like they knew they wanted to do a nice show stopping number with "Want to Be Like You" and with these fire dancers, but that's the last ten minutes of a thirty minute show, mm. and it, it's just god awful. Like and I just want to point out that uh, our, you two are not the only ones saying this. Right. Uh, no. The internet is pretty much lousy yeah. with crappy reviews of this of this yeah. show, so. Pretty much universally, this is being panned. Mm-hmm. As is a lot of what's happening with Animal Kingdom at night. Uh, the one thing that people are really getting behind and saying is the best thing they've done is the Tree of Life projections. Yeah. Which yeah. it is. It, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Corey and I got our first look at that back in uh, mm. in April, I guess it was now. And, it's amazing. It really time. is. This is like for me, this is the highlight. Um, I want to go back to the Jungle Book show for a second. Um, I wasn't there to see it live, but I did watch your video. And I like to bring the kids in there to watch new videos of stuff. And I really get a, um, 
you know, I, I can tell how much they really enjoy things or not. We were like into the, and they enjoy the Jungle Book. We saw it in, in the movie theater. I turned around to see what they were th- what they thought about it. Ferris was looking at books, and Finley was like doing handstands. <laughs> oh, it, it completely geez. did not even keep wow. their attention. And I this enjo- is a Jungle Book show. This is a jun- well, yeah, the Jungle Book show. I I enjoy Disney shows, live shows that if there's a point in time or multiple points in time where I get the goosebumps, right? Something, some sort of climax, something. There was none of that with this, but I didn't see it live. But I, it, yeah. it was. Just, I kept waiting. I couldn't for imagine. Those it was just moments. awful. And I said, when they did the fire scene, it's like, okay, okay, maybe they, you know, it was intense. And it's yeah, but like, if you have to sort of raise your own goosebumps. Right. <laughs> yeah. Supposed, I mean, exactly. They're supposed to happen sort of spontaneously. You're right. not supposed to sit there and will them up. Yeah. Right. It's like, but it's like, I was just so disappointed. And, and even getting to your seat, they don't have their act together about exactly where it is you're supposed to get in the line if you have a fast pass so they have you go around like the back of the lake and and come up towards um expedition everest but where they have the rope cues they had big gaps so anybody could get in it there was no signs we asked cast members both nights where exactly were we supposed to go to get in the fast pass line or where do we need to go to be in standby oh I don't know just keep walking up there somebody will know is this the in answer. the Rivers of Light area where Rivers yeah, of Light will be it's the exact same one so which that. also bodes uh, not so well for Rivers of Light mm. because A it is a cluster in that area then B the actual seating which I'm sure Kathy would get to it is a mixture of stone benches as well as uh, these uh, fake wooden benches that they have around. Well, there's no shade in this area, so they they really retain the heat rather well. So even though you go to sit down for the show at 8.30 for the 9 o'clock show, it burns yeah, like toasted someone buns. just I mean, lit a fire on it. Yeah, you sit down and you go, ooh, ooh. And so by the time you start to cool your seat off, they go, okay, now everybody needs to shift down. So we, we moved like three times, and each time, every time you sat down, you went like, oh, this is really hot. So we were all joking that the next thing is going to be that Disney's going to sell, you know, like cooling pads to sit on these benches. I mean, it was really nice that it sort of looks like these benches have been there. But they didn't think about they were going to be out in the hot sun all day. It just, it seems like with a lot of the things I'm hearing, with the exception of the projection show right. on, the, on the Tree of Life, that a lot of details have been missed. Like, you know, it's not a news flash that Animal Kingdom is arguably the hottest place on Earth. <laughs> um, and, I mean, so you're going to put stone benches in an area that's baking in the hot Florida sun mm-hmm. all day and not realize these, this stuff is going to retain heat? People have to sit on this? That's the kind of detail that Disney always paid attention to. Right. Why aren't they? Why would these things... Why did they not know that these projection screens, these water projection screens, that is not new technology for Disney, would not work properly in this location how did they not how did they miss this stuff it is a different style so like world of color and phantasmic they do like uh think about like a chinese fan Mm -hmm. that's how those come out this is literally like 
uh, there's almost two guys sitting on barges with the most powerful hoses yeah. they could exactly. find, and they're spraying it at each other Reedy to Creek. try to make Fireman. a screen in between the two. And that's great, except when the stream breaks at the top of the point, that means nothing is getting filled in the middle. And if it starts, if the wind starts blowing, that's breaking the stream, and it's just wide open. It's it's just it's like so lousy. I'm just saying, how do these things not get caught in design? I don't know. You know the thing. The well, didn't this sort of is this the same technology going to be used in Rivers of Light? Yeah. However, uh, whenever and I went back and watched <laughs> our video of Rivers of Light, the stuff they were projecting on the screen for the short bit they showed us. It wasn't like stuff was happening in the middle in between the two, but I noticed it there in that one. They had the same issue where the stream, the uh, the streams weren't connecting uh, in the middle. So it hasn't. Yeah, they haven't crossed the streams quite yet, and they need to. <laughs> they need to get on that. Otherwise, uh, I, I do want to. Yeah. I do want to talk. Uh, Again, I know I threw us back off track uh, with the Tree of Life. I, you know, the Tree of Life, everything they did wrong with the, the Jungle Book show, they did right with this. It's amazing. I think I enjoy looking at the Tree of Life during the day <laughs> and all the details. But what they did with making these animals come alive, it, it, it's just it's something else. I'm, and I was blown away by that show. Yeah, and, and I'll just add that I really like the nighttime safari. Because the lions were doing things that I've never seen. Like, you know, usually they're just sort of laying there and you're like, are they alive or dead? The two lady lions were chasing each other. And the male lion, I mean, I got some really awesome pictures. And when we went, we went right before sunset. And everybody, as you come around onto the uh, savannah there, and you see now the new lighting that, you know, they do with the screen. Everybody in that truck was like a buzz, like, oh, my God, look at the sunset. Except they ruined it. They had like three high intensity lights that sort of like spoiled the secret. But the nighttime safari, I thought, was pretty cool. Yeah. There's definitely some some highlights. The Tree of Life people have been like swarming in front of this thing, so it's very hard to get a good spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be patient with that. With the nighttime safari, I would go earlier than later. If you go later, then it gets very dark. You can't see the animals. They start warning you. They say, just put away your phones, put away your cameras, just enjoy the experience. Don't try to take pictures, which is something that I would recommend. It's very difficult to, in the conditions that they set up, um, hit Everest while it at night, because Everest at night is incredible. Hit that while the Jungle Book show is happening. It'll be the lowest wait times you will get for it. And... If you're going to see the Jungle Book show, don't see it unless you have a fast pass or wait for the later right. show when you can just walk in. Don't wait any little bit of time for this crap. Mm-mm. That's all okay. I got. Well, Is that what you're driving at home? Craig out. Yeah. <laughs> That's called dropping the mic. All right. Well, thank you guys for that. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. That's going to do it for our show. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of The Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, don't pee on the manatees. <laughs> Eat like a whale.